All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to a brand new episode of SCAR. Now, we know that SCAR stands for Seeking Courage and Redemption with Dustin Rivenbark. And I'm so excited about today. We have uh, a great guest uh, on the line here for SCAR. And before we get into all that, though, I want to give you kind of the intent of the podcast, kind of the why are we here, so to speak. And we're here to work out our trials tribulations, issues, obstacles, and all of that in such a way that we begin to unfold God's uh, plan and purpose for our lives. But you may be asking yourself, why me? Why do I need to listen to SCAR? And it's plain and simple. We all have stuff, guys. We all have issues. We all have things uh, that can kind of cloud our minds. And even they can even accumulate, right? They can accumulate in such a way that they even change the trajectory of our lives if we don't deal with this stuff, if we don't get this stuff out. And so that's what we want to do here. Uh, and today we are discussing um, emotional eating. We are discussing um, all of the different things that come along with an addiction to to food and and all of these different things. And I'm here with an incredible guest, Miss Susan Neal. Miss Susan, would you please tell everyone hello? Hello, everyone. So happy to be here. All right, and we are glad to have you here. Now, Miss Susan Neal. Uh, is a nurse who has her MBA, uh, um, et cetera, et cetera, a whole lot of acronyms and all of that. I love that. And, um, but she's also, she's, she's an author, a speaker, certified health and wellness coach. Um, she has an award-winning book, Seven Steps to Get Off Sugar and Carbohydrates. And so uh, amongst several others and all of that, and uh, and I'm excited to welcome her on to the show. Uh, Miss Susan, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, so I am on a mission to help others improve their health so they can serve God better. Beautiful. Because when we are sick, when we are tired, when we lack motivation, then we really, it's very difficult to fulfill the mission that God has for you. Mm, mm. So at what point did you figure out you had this mission, Susan? What, what set you on this mission? What set me on this mission is when I lost my health. Nine years ago, I uh, had 10 medical diagnoses and two surgeries at the age of 49 uh, that was from an abscess tooth. I had a, uh, I had a cavity, and I had, you know, uh, had to have a uh, crown put on my tooth. And after that, the next month I had depression. The next month, ovarian cyst, and then I had adrenal fatigue, a hole in my retina, low vitamin D. I mean, it was one thing after the other, after the other, and two surgeries until. Nine months later, we found that that tooth had abscessed. Wow. And then I had to have emergency root canal. It took me a year. So it was that was like over nine months that I was pretty sick. And it took me another year to recover mm. my health. And it was really hard to get my health back. So and before... So, 
before you had um like kind of a, a, a I guess a revelation to start doing this what was your mindset as you were going through this all of this was it a was it a like like why God why me or was it just uh, what is going on what was the mindset during all of that well I have uh, the mindset was yeah what is going on it's just i did i didn't realize how sick i was until a month after my you know it's like hindsight's like yes i was so darn sick (laughs) and i didn't really understand what was going on until the abscess happened that we found it and that same month that we found it, it was my birthday and I was my 50th birthday and I, I realized that, wow, for 49 years I had had good health and then I lost it. So sometimes it's not, and you don't realize how valuable something is until you lose it. Right. But at, at my birthday, someone gave me this Bible verse and I have it right here on my desk. It's, uh, it's from Isaiah forty thirty one. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Yes. They will soar on wings like eagles. Mm. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I like that. I clung to that verse with Mm. the hope that someday my strength and my health would be recovered and renewed. Wow. You know, and that's so important. And that that in those moments, in those hard moments, in those dark moments, that that we have a power source to plug into. And holding on to that verse for you was it was a hundred percent a power source. It was an inspiration. It was a it was a truth, a hope that it put inside of you to uh, to to sort of not just pull you through, but but also to give you a bit of a vision and, and, and direction and all of that and realizing that, hey, uh, I may not understand all of this. I may not know what I, what's going on or what I'm going through, but I can use this uh, for God's glory. Yes, Romans 8.28, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And so, uh, so you have set out um, on an awesome mission. First, tell us about how it then turned into a stomach issue, correct? Oh, yeah, it was so bad. So, you know, after nine months, we found this out. I had to, I had to have the emergency root canal. I had to have two weeks of antibiotics and steroids. And after that, oh, and I had, had to have emergency laser surgery for a hole in my retina because that leads to blindness if you have a retinal detachment. Oh man. I was so depleted. I just like did not even want to get out of bed. And the doctors, you know, they did all they could for me, but I was at a point that they really couldn't do any more. And I was like, you know, I'm going to try alternative methods. I tried massage, I tried acupuncture, and I even went to a get a colonic irrigation. A colonic irrigation is like a royal enema. Okay. And I knew that my gastrointestinal tract was not working right because my stools had changed from the way that they were, you know, prior to all those medications. Sure. 
So the colonic therapist found that I had an overgrowth of uh, candida, okay. which is a yeast All right. in my gut because all the antibiotics had killed all the good probiotics in my gut. So I had to go in and, and what candida loves to eat is um, refined carbohydrates, sugar, and alcohol. Okay. So I was craving wine and chocolate. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I, I normally had not craved those things before. Right. So it took me another nine months, eight, eight months on an anti-candida diet that I had to eliminate those things and two months of a candida cleanse to kill this. It's like a parasite in your gut and you don't okay. even know you have it. So, uh, wow, that's, that's, that's a lot. Um, is this what inspired you to, to first start writing books? Did you start there first or did you start speaking out and, and talking about your health? How did you, where did you start? You know, I started, um, I was, I was, I was writing, but I wasn't writing books. I was, you know, watching, uh, I was watching Star Wars with my kids and I was trying to write a Star Wars Bible study. I was into young adult. I mean, it was just later that, um, after, you know, years that I realized, oh my gosh, I have all this knowledge. I could help people so much. And how it started is I helped my sister. My sister one year found out that, I think it was in like 2015 or 16, she found out she was gluten sensitive. So she couldn't have gluten or wheat. And I created seven steps for her to get off of it. She did really great. Her lab levels got better. The next summer, she got rosacea on her face and she came to me again and she's like, okay, I need to stop eating sugar because that is linked to rosacea. Yeah. And so we used the seven steps again. She got off of sugar, her, um, her joints quit aching. She lost like 40 pounds. She had clarity of mind, energy, just, just wonderful, remarkable results. And I was like, you know what? I think somebody could really, you know, benefit from these. Yes, seven absolutely. I'm going to write a book about it. There you go. And so that inspired the seven steps to get off sugar and carbohydrates. Yes. Um, and which has been, it looks like your, your best. I mean, that's, that's uh, uh, turned into a fantastic book. And so uh, I'm, I'm super excited to check those things out. Now you also dive into uh, top, Four, root causes of overeating. Have you ever struggled with overeating yourself? At that time, I did because I had candida in my gut and he wanted Giardelli chocolate and a yeah. glass of wine every night. Right. That's, that is not healthy. Yeah. That is not good for my body. You know, I did not want to demonstrate that to uh, my children. Yeah. I, I, I knew I needed to, to stop this, but having that thing in your gut is like having a monster take over your appetite and you can't control them. You, now, 
Now let me, let me ask have you this. self-control. Yes. And and let, let me ask you this, Susan. So um what about the average person that may not have candida or or any what can you go through those four uh root causes of overeating? Um I I struggle with that. It's an addiction for me. And and I I love to eat. Now I'm getting trying to get back in shape and working out and I used to be pretty fit, but I was always naturally uh, overweight as a kid all the way growing up into my adult years till I really took on a life of exercise and all of that. Uh, and then I just kind of let it all go again. But now I'm trying to get down into my fighting shape and fighting weight and all that. And so uh, what are the top four root causes of overeating? Well, one is what I had the candida infection in your gut. Two is lack of knowledge. Okay, we don't know if the the you know the low fat diet from the eighties is the right way to eat, or or if it is the keto diet now is the right way to eat. You know, we lack <clears throat> knowledge. Number three is a food addiction. Number four <clears throat> is an emotional connection with food. Mm. Mm. So, so, so number three is, is food addiction. I'm writing these down. Okay. I'm writing these for myself. So, uh, uh, number three is a food addiction and number four is an emotional attachment. Yes. Okay. Can you, can you speak on, uh, cause I, I want to come back to lack of knowledge. Can you speak on food addiction? I'm just telling you, there's so many of my, my listeners, uh, myself included, um, this is a big topic. You, you know, if you remember Supersize Me, do you remember that show that came out with the McDonald's and all of that, Supersize It or whatever? Yes. Um, there is an emotional attachment and a food addiction pandemic that, that we are in. And I think it's even magnified. I think it's even stressed to a whole nother level. Uh, with this pandemic that we're in right now with COVID. Could you speak on food addiction a little bit, exactly uh, what your definition or what you see food addiction versus emotional attachment? Yeah, so what happens with the food addiction is when, <clears throat> when someone sees the food, dopamine is released in the brain. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Dopamine is released in the brain. Dopamine is a feel-good neurohormone that it, it just makes us feel great. And so we want more, but what happens is our focus narrows. We can't think of anything else. We have got to consume that item. That happens with people with opiate drugs, with, yeah. you know, different, you know, alcohol, et cetera. It's the, it's the dopamine that releases. And for food, the dopamine that releases is the same brain receptors as opiate drugs as wow. it is for food. So if you understand this and you gain knowledge about it, you can say, you can remove the items from your home, which I have a section in my book about clean out your pantry, refrigerator, freezer, so that you don't see it. It's not in the home. 
And then number two, you can do other things to get your dopamine rush. You can go for a walk. You can pet your dog or cat. You can hug your child, grandchild, your partner. There's other ways to get the dopamine. So you can be like, okay, I can rewire my brain back to normal. I I'm starting to desire that food, but I'm going to go for a walk or I am going to pray or I am going to put on that praise music and I am going to praise the Lord and I'm going to get my dopamine that way. I love that. But now uh, what about the guy who says, okay, I hug my dog. I still want that bowl of ice cream. Well, you, you don't have the ice cream in the house. You You just don't have it. You you drink two glasses of water, okay, because you may be thirsty. A lot of times we're thirsty instead of hungry. Or you choose a lower sugar satisfying treat. Mm, One of the appendices in the back of the book is how to curb the sweet tooth. And so what I love is a green apple, which is low in sugar, and almond butter. And I put almond butter all over that each slice, or, and then that is a high-protein, low-sugar, sweetly satisfying, filling treat. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, just that explanation, that sounded good to me right now. And, uh, and, and so that's, that's great. This is, that's all great stuff. Now, what would, you, what would you say the difference in a food addiction and an emotional attachment? So a food addiction deals with the um, release in the brain of the dopamine. Now, an emotional attachment is when usually we've had some kind of emotional trauma, uh, unforgiveness, hostility, resentment, uh, abuse, whatever we may have had in our past, and we have not attained emotional healing through Jesus Christ. And so that's why I wrote the book, Christian Study Guide for Seven Steps to Get Off Sugar and Carbohydrates, Mm. because it delves deep into the emotional ways to heal. So that once I believe that once we resolve the root cause for the inappropriate way you may eat, then you gain your self-control back, and it is so much easier to eat a healthy diet. Um, Susan, is it possible to struggle with multiple of these? Uh, Absolutely, yes. So how do you determine which one you need to go after? Well, um, I have, I created a quiz for the Candida. It's called candyquiz.com, C-A-N-D-I quiz.com. So you can check to see if you think you have a Candida infection. And I believe a lot of people do and don't realize it because if you have ever taken antibiotics in your life, we were not told to re-inoculate or put back in the probiotics into our gut through, through a po- probiotic supplement. Okay. So we may have that and not know from a young age. Sure. 
Uh, and then, you know, you have to work through the other issues to determine, okay, is there something deep seated down there that needs emotional healing? Mm -hmm. Then it would be, you know, that one. So you have to work through it to figure okay. it out. So I love, I love number two, the lack of, the lack of knowledge. You know, I remember when I was working out uh, real heavy and, and all of that, there was stuff I had to learn. It's, there was almost a science to it. It was like, it was like, you know, you eat this, this is going to happen. You do this, this is going to happen. And so many people, I was shocked uh, at what I did and did not know. Um, and, and how many people think, oh, well, I, I just, I just didn't eat lunch. So I'm good when actually your body will, uh, 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 store that fat if, it, if you're depriving it of food and nutrients and all of that stuff. And so people think not eating is, is gotta be better than, but, but there's so many different aspects. There's so many different things that go into the lack of knowledge. It's just like life. We think that, um, you, you know, there's there's so many different keys to success. There's so many different keys to uh, um, you know uh, uh, finding that right girl, finding that right man. There, there's so there's so many different things that this lack of knowledge is so so important. So I believe it's really important for us to study our health, and and that's what I think you have done is outline these systems and. And these books that that really help you to improve your overall knowledge of health. And what are some what are some simple ways to just improve your diet? I like to say lifestyle. It sounds it sounds less scary than diet, but hey, that's what it is. It's your diet. True. And what I say is that this is not a diet. This is a lifestyle change. Yes. And you want to change your eating habits for the better for the rest of your life. And I don't go into big steps of do this and count that or whatever. What I say is look at your plate and did God create the food? Did it come off of a farm or out of a garden? If it did, eat it. Mm. If it does not resemble food, don't eat it. Ice cream, mm -hmm. potato chips, no. Yeah. A baked potato, sure. Yeah. So you see the difference? We don't want to eat the manufacturer's processed foods because they lace it with the salt, the sugar, the other things that make it, you know, that tantalize our taste buds. Yes. We want to eat God's foods. So it, it's, it's, it, you're talking about something that mimics kind of paleo. Yes. Yeah. That, that, that if, if a caveman could eat it, then, uh, then, then it's good to go. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's what we were designed to do. We were not, we were not designed to eat all of this processed stuff and all of this junky, junky stuff. And I agree a hundred percent, but once you've gone, once you've gone, like kind of, kind of too far. Once you like, like, let's say, okay, I'm, I'm going to tell you last night I ate Chinese food. All right. And I have ulcerative colitis. So was that a good idea? No, but, but, but I did it. Once you go, once you go too far, what, what are some simple ways 
to kind of improve that. Now, are you talking about going cold turkey off off all of everything or or what would be kind of the ease into it? Yes, well, I, I in my book I I ease you in gradually. And but if you want like a seven-day plan for rebooting your metabolism and how you begin. If you go to my website, susanuneal.com, that's N-E-A-L, on the front page, there is a free gift on seven seven, uh, steps or seven days to reboot your metabolism. So you would start with one, just drink water and your one to two cups of a caffeinated beverage. So we want to drink water, not sodas or sweet tea or, you know, whatever. We want to drink what God gave us to drink, water. Two, you want to take a probiotic. So most of us never put the probiotics back into our guts when we took an antibiotic. And when you buy a probiotic, you want to have 10 different strains of probiotics in the bottle. And when I buy a second bottle, I make sure it's not the same uh, brand again. I buy a different brand with different probiotic strains in it because there are dozens and dozens of different probiotics in our gut. And God initially made a beautiful balance in our gut, but we have given it, you know, all sorts of things that has disrupted that balance. And then it just goes on and on. Another one is do not eat white products with white flour. Okay. Okay. What what happened is in like in the 1940s, uh, the manufacturers stripped the, the grain of its properties that have the nutrients and they left the, the components of the wheat berry that have the starch. So therefore, white flour can sit on the shelf for months and months and months. Mm, mm, <laughs> it, okay. it doesn't go bad because there's no nutritional content wow. in the food. See, this is that lack of knowledge stuff. This is just stuff you don't think about. You just don't think about that. Right. You know, and that's that's great. That's, that's great to know. Um, now, when... When we're talking about our our mood, our emotions, when we're talking about uh, uh, had a bad day already, uh, or or all of these different things or stuff going on, trauma, uh, maybe good day. I don't know. How does food play into that? How does food affect your uh, uh, y- your emotions and your and your mood? Oh, it's it's uh, amazing how much it affects it. You, um, you don't realize it, but if you eat, you know, clean, you know, God's foods one day, the next day you'll wake up with clarity of mind and energy and happy. Yes, it affects your, it affects you emotionally and you will be happier than just barely getting out of bed and you're just grumpy and you just don't feel good and food affects us. Look, I I feel so much better um, now. I don't get as much joy. I guess you could say emotional attachment. Uh, I don't get all of that when I'm doing my baked chicken and my stuff like that. But 
um, overall, man, I just, when I wake up and I go work out and I know I've had a nutritional breakfast, right? Not talking about pop tarts. I'm talking about eggs and oatmeal, you know, whenever I've had a, a nutritional breakfast or, or whatever your diet calls for, uh, maybe oatmeal, maybe you can't have the wheat and bar, all of that. But, um, when you've had a nutritional breakfast and you go and you work out, and all of those types of things, and you're eating right, and you're eating better, you just have a pep in your step. You just, you, you just have um, almost a joy that can be brought about by eating correctly. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And, and when you're not, uh, you can feel sluggish. Uh, man, there's nothing worse than going and let's say pig out on some Chinese food for lunch and then going back out to work and and you're working uh, as a brick mason or you're working as construction or or even uh, at home on your computer. Um, you just feel sluggish and tired, depressed, you, you know, and, and all of those things. How would you... How would you uh, say that that someone who's addicted to that food, who, someone who's addicted to eating and just uh, like a scavenger, I'm like a, a mouse, like I walk around, my, I just, I just want to eat all the time. And uh, how, how do you break that bondage? Well, I believe that you have to do this with the help of the Lord. So instead of our own only our own self-control. So in my seven steps book, I go over different um, spiritual components that we can utilize to help us. And one is the sword of the spirit. So my verse was don't drink too much wine for many evils lie along that path. Be filled instead with the Holy spirit and controlled by him. Mm-hmm. And I would recite that when I wanted to go back and get a glass of wine or chocolate or whatever to utilize the, the spiritual realm. So we don't know how much of this also could be the spiritual. Absolutely. And also getting a prayer partner, somebody to turn to and, and explain what's going on and your emotions and that is very helpful. And so I, I have a five-step plan for binding the, the strong man of addiction in my, in my book. So mm. it goes into, it's a Christian book. It's a Christian healthy living book. Yes, I've got to look into that um, because I, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's like, I, I love what you said. It could be, um, it could be a, a spiritual uh, or, or demonic issue. The devil's smart and, and you know, using these emotional uh, attachments, using these food addictions, using, using all of this stuff that could look so appeasing and uh, maybe replace the uh, emotion that you didn't get from a father, mother, brother, sister, friend, whatever that may be, could be just another way to push you deeper into that, into that depression. You know, this food could be another way to push us. We think it's given us what we want when in reality, I look in the mirror constantly and hate what I see maybe. And, and, and I go back to the refrigerator for that comfort and it's a vicious cycle that one can't break. 
Right. And Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But my purpose is to give you life in all its fullness. So what better way to destroy us than through the foods that we eat that undermine our health? Because 50% of Americans live with a chronic illness and 40% suffer with obesity 40 percent yes no that is that is a staggering uh statistic right there 40 percent of americans struggle with obesity yes and my heart breaks for them so i'm gonna do what i can to help you know i love your spin uh i love your spin susan um um, bring it out the the spiritual on this because i don't think of i you just don't think of going to um through fast food places and i'm not picking on them i'm just saying like when i say mcdonald's i don't mean uh that in a bad way i'm not picking on these places i'm just saying like you don't think about just grabbing sack lunches and stuff like that could be a spiritual depression you just don't um, you, you just, it's something you do and it's something you've maybe brought up. Maybe it's a learned concept, like a, like a generational sin to uh, drug addiction. It could be, um, uh, just an attachment, a lot, uh, a learned concept. Would you agree? Yes. And, and so, um, you know, let's say, um, like for me, I have, and, uh, I told you earlier, uh, that, that I have alternative, uh, colitis and, and they have me, um, on a medicine, uh, and, and all of this, and it's quite an expensive medicine, praise God for, uh, for insurance. But, uh, like me and you talked about prior to the podcast, there's so many different things and so many different ways that food and food alone could play into this destructively or effectively helping with uh, many different medical diagnoses, correct? Yes. So that would go back into this lack of knowledge, finding out more about this, digging deep, studying, guys. Uh, I know I know so many mechanics, okay? I know so many mechanic, mechanics that know everything there is to know about cars. That's what's important to them. That's what they do. They know every nook and cranny of a vehicle, but yet they're obese, they're unhappy with their weight, they're tired, they're mad, they're depressed all the time. And here's the truth. We're just not focusing on those areas because that hasn't been deemed important enough in our life. Men, men know what appeals to them. They learn what appeals to them. And I hear people all of the time tell them, talking to me about the Bible, and they just don't know enough about the Bible. They just don't like to read. They just don't do these things, but yet you're a computer whiz, and you're an expert in, in computers and all of this stuff. Well, how is that that you can read and study and know all of these things, but yet you struggle with taking time to find out about your health or find out about Jesus or, or read the Bible for yourself? and all of those. So there's got to be a healthy balance. We have to be able to figure out, um, 
where the spiritual, uh, where the passion, where the food, where, where all of this stuff connects, that intersection of, of um, joy and, and all of that. And food is a huge part of, of, of that joy and that walk um, with Christ and that walk with ourselves through an already tough life. We live in a fallen world. And so as we, as we walk through life, why don't we set ourselves up for the best success, whether that means a gluten-free kitchen, whether that means, uh, uh, you, you know, finding um, those, that, that book, Seven Steps of Getting Off Sugar and Carbohydrates. Maybe these are the steps that we need to take for a better tomorrow. Would you would you would you say that that pretty much um, would be uh, a good um, good advice? Yes, absolutely. And you know we are physical beings, we're emotional, and we're spiritual. So I believe addressing all of those components is key to success in changing your lifestyle. Because so many times people have not had success. In, in making those changes. But when you utilize all of those components, then you can. Yeah, yeah. You it know, sets you up for success. You know, I just, I really value uh, our time here today. I really hope that our, our listeners um, value it as much as I do because whether you are fit as a fiddle, right? Or you fall into the uh, 40%, um, you got to know that, that, that it's okay. Um, but, you, you know, Jesus came so that we may have life and, and, and have it abundantly. Uh, and he didn't mean just merely getting through the day, merely waking up, going to work, eating the same sack lunches, eating the same, you know, and just and just going through the motions. No, he meant really living and being excited about what the day will bring, being excited about uh, the kids new uh, project they just did for school and being excited about the new project you're working on at work and, and the new book you may be writing or the new thing you may be doing, the new hobby you have. Um, and it's so hard to do that when we feel uh, uh, just just overweight, when we feel depressed, when we feel just an overall oppression on our lives. And I think this was, this podcast just plays into um, a major part of our spiritual well being today. And it starts with what you're putting in your body. And, and we just never put those together. And you have just given me um, a, a kind of a, a, a new avenue here to explore because I, I really love that you have where diet and faith kind of form an intersection. Um, and, and it almost, you, you know, it's where the rubber meets the road. It's kind of, it kind of paints a new direction um, for our life. It sure does. And God made our bodies to heal. If we give our bodies the foods that he created for us. Mm. 
That's so good. That's so good. Well, um, you, you know, Miss Susan, I have, I have certainly, um, I appreciate uh, the time here and all of, and 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 all of that that you took with us. And really, I think we really uncovered some truly um, gold nuggets that that we can take with us. And I know that people are going to want to know about this seven steps to get off sugar and carbohydrates amongst these other books that, that you talked about, where can, where can we find out more about you? You can go to my website, Susan, That's N E A L. And my book, seven steps to get off sugar and carbohydrates is on Barnes and Noble online, as well as amazon.com. And it has been, a number one bestseller on Amazon for several months now. Wow, that is great. And that that Susan U. Neal is the letter U, guys. So it's Susan U and then Neal.com. And, and so um, I, I highly recommend it. Um, I highly re- recommend uh, looking into Miss Susan. You have been uh, uh, such a pleasure um, to have on this podcast. Do you have any last words for our people? May God bless all of you. I love it. If you'll just hold on for just a minute, Miss Susan, and as for our listeners, I'll see you in the next couple of days.